Okay, so as you can tell, I'm very much into this episode right now. I want to be able to just paint the picture for you all. So here are some of the things that kind of unfolded. Let's recap a little bit um, as far as things that led me to this journey that stuck out to me. Um, I felt like I started noticing a trend where the things that were negative about people stood out to me, like were blaring, blaring to me. And it made me very uncomfortable because I felt like either years of knowing them or giving them the benefit of the doubt or feeling like that's just who they are was enough to keep them around. And even though I could try to convince myself of those things, it didn't necessarily take away the feeling that I was feeling. I also noticed things about myself that were negative that I didn't like. And I felt like they were misaligned with who I want to be and what my intentions are and how that it was coming off. Um, burnout was also a major component where I felt like I was, my high functioning anxiety was starting to show. And I, I could tell I was overachieving, overextending myself and just felt empty. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything in me to give. Um, you know, when I started this podcast, I was, it was pre-pandemic, just, just before the pandemic hit, literally January. Um, and I was doing this as a way to create a space where I could start kind of slowly peeling back and the layers of things that I've kind of just kind of kept to myself because the conversations or the people that I was around didn't allow me to have these kind of conversations. And I also noticed the interest of certain people who wanted to talk about these kind of things, but weren't willing to come out in the masses. And this gave me this idea. Um, and I did it from such a humble place. I still do it from a humble place, but it was just my nugget of the world. And even to this day, I am so floored by the people who even listen. Like that's just mind boggling to me that we're talking about thousands of plays, people from all over the world. You guys are phenomenal for even finding me because I don't even know how to be honest with you. But for those who have been rocking with me, kudos to you. Or for those who just listened to this episode, kudos to you too. You guys are my people, definitely my people. And I'm definitely rooting for you. Um, so I'm going through these motions and went through a deep depression, um, during COVID, like a lot of people, um, triggered by so many different things, my relationship, co-parenting, finding myself, you know, coming to terms with burnout, understanding burnout, how the remnants of that. Cause it's not something that's like, okay, I don't want to, I'm going to make changes today and that's it. I'll never have to deal with this again. It's very much an unfolding that has to happen. Um, just so many waves of things going on, you know, the loss of my nephew, which honestly struck me the hardest. I had lost my uncle due to COVID wasn't as close to him, even had to plan that funeral still did not strike me as hard 
Um, but there were whispers basically where I felt like God was preparing me for these, these like high profile, if you will, high intensity moments where I had to manage things and be responsible for things. But it's interesting because I had chosen to step down from that role, if you will, meaning like when you notice, okay, say you don't want to drink anymore, or you don't want to, you know, play a certain role anymore. And you've made a decision in your mind, like, okay, that's not who I'm going to be. I'm going to sit on the sideline. I'm going to, I'm no longer going to be an actor. I'm going to be a producer. And you kind of take a seat or step back and then life keeps playing out and they keep calling your name to represent this role that you don't want to represent anymore. There is a wavering, like what, you know, what should I do? what, what does this even mean? Um, and I struggle with that because with my nephew situation, I don't know if I really talked to you guys about that. I cannot remember, but it was very hard. I basically was the one called upon to confirm his death and share that information with his mother and the father, which is my brother. The hardest thing I have ever done in my entire life, hands down, hands down to tell your loved ones that their child is gone and that child meaning something to you and being connected to you. There's so many levels in which that woke me up still really hard to talk about and to go through it, but I'm giving, I give myself now the space to do so. Um, when you're expected to be strong, you feel like you don't get to put your feelings on the table as well. You feel like you don't get to share grieving, frustration, even the other side of like celebratory moments. And that's one of those things I started to notice. My birthdays, I went through the motions with them, but I never felt like I wanted to be celebrated. Don't know where that came from. Um, my cousin then passed away about a month, month and a half later after my nephew had to shift gears, process, deal with that. Um, transitioning, living with the fear of COVID, um, being responsible for two kids and just making sure they're adjusted while thinking about their mental, um, overextending myself, finishing school during COVID, like getting my master's and finishing. There were so many high stress environments I was in, in a, in a world where I didn't recognize burnout. I would have just considered that my normal dose of life. But because I had realized the elephant was in the room with me, I felt more tethered to the fact that my plate and my cup was empty than ever before. So that rocked the way I looked at everything in life. I felt like I was being bamboozled because how is it that I'm getting dished out all of this stuff, but there's no resources coming in to help me handle these things. And I honestly, I don't know how I did it prior to knowing all of these things. I don't know how I survived. I don't know how I took care of myself. I don't know how I woke up every day. I really don't know how. After recognizing like, whoa, this is overwhelming, my whole world 
spun out of control and nobody could even understand it because they're still seeing me from that light. And that's something I was actually talking to my sister about too, of just like when you've assumed a role for so long in your nucleus, in your family nucleus, it's hard when you say, I want different, I want out, you know, for not only for them to believe you, but to adjust with you and maybe strengthen up in certain areas or weaken in certain areas to allow you the space you need so you can adjust and be more aligned with where you want to be. Um, I went to therapy, I started therapy again. And it was interesting because my mental health therapist was like, yeah, we're friends now. So I can't really consult with you. You need to see a psychologist. Terrified of that. I was like, oh, something's definitely wrong with me then. I'm definitely crazy. Um, Start talking to the psychologist about just different things and still feeling like that's not a complete, it still didn't like scratch the itch, if you will. In the meanwhile, of all these different things, um, I made promises to myself where I had a theme going each year of like what, and I think I talked about it with you guys, basically what my resolutions were, if you were, or like a concept that I was trying to apply to myself. Like, I think there's a book called like a year of saying no or a year of saying yes. Like it was just this theme that I was trying to practice basically over time. Um, one year was like making less fear driven decisions. Um, you know, becoming less risk averse. I made a promise to myself this year, um, last year, actually on this day, um, I saw the video where I was going to just give myself my all. And no matter what, that's what I was going to do. The good, the bad, everything. I was just going to fight for me. And I'm here to say that I have. Um, this year has been one of the most transformative years of my entire life. I have set out on many quests and I've hit many goals, but I've endured more journeys of navigating, figuring it out, being wrong, trying again than I ever have before. I put up boundaries. I've taken down certain boundaries. I've learned more about myself, who I am, where I come from. I've had conversations with myself. I've thought about things that I haven't genuinely thought about in decades. Um, Reconnected with myself on different levels and just fine tuning who I am, what I represent and having those tough conversations with myself and others about this blooming, blossoming individual that has yet to fully show itself. It has been a hell of a ride. And it's scary to think that my choices up until this point um, were driven by safety, fear, aggression, hurt, confusion, reluctance, control, all of these major, you know, contributors. And I lacked peace. I lacked 
a sense of serenity that I could access whenever I needed it to. I was highly predictable. And what I mean by that is if I was going to react towards something negative, I'm nine times out of 10, I'm going to cause hell. And hell doesn't necessarily mean by spewing nasty words. It could just mean like, I'm going to make your life, I'm going to be difficult with you. I'm going to be stubborn. I'm going to prove to you I'm right. I'm going to let you know that you're not doing that to me. I'm going to put you in your place. I'm going to take back the control that you took away from me. Um, but there were moments in life that were happening that kept saying to me, you need peace and you need um, to get a grips on this behavior, on this energy that you're putting out, you're expecting all those things in between. And let me tell you, it's been hard. It's been really hard. It has not been easy. It has not been pretty. It has not always made sense. And the, th- the main thing that I can contribute it to, and this is something that they talk about in the book, is just consistency. Um, some of the gems that I've been able to experience and enjoy is that healing is not a delete button. It's not. How many times have we set out to do something different, be better, and we can point out and it's almost like we're riding past an old school, you know, excuse me, we're riding past an old school and we're like, that's familiar. I know the halls. I know how it works. I'm an alumni of them, but we're, we're riding past it and we see the new school and we're like, this is scary. This is weird. This is not look familiar. It's not giving me warm and fuzzy. It's giving me run, 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 because I know my teacher will be right there waiting on me. Like, that's how it feels because that's really what it is. It's a new pathway, but it doesn't necessarily mean that we're paving over the old one. It doesn't mean we're demolishing the old school. It just means we're choosing a new one. And that's why I'm so big on choices. Um, another thing that has been a theme for me this year is giving people their flowers and not from a place of like, oh, I just want to be nice and make your make you happy. But I want to connect with you and and recognize you and your efforts to be the best version of yourself. And that, hey, I'm rooting for you still, even in my storm, because that's been a connecting, if not driving force to our relationship, whether we recognize it or not. And there's a lot of similarities or there's a lot of complementing experiences that we both share. I've also had more ownership over my dark times. The times, you know, where there's suicide or, you know, having abortion or just not feeling like myself and losing myself and feeling like a complete numb shell of a person. I've come to terms with the reason behind that, the signs behind that, you know, the decisions I made in those stages. I'm releasing the shame, the guilt, the fear of, you know, what that looks like. I have taken on more opportunities because I recognize my worthiness and also the fact that I have been the gatekeeper of my success. You know, when you want better and you're trying to do better, yet you have an opportunity that doesn't look familiar because really what happens, again, from the book your brain tries to connect this experience or situation with your worldview. 
And if there is no connection or understanding of it, it rejects it. I mean, it's simple. It doesn't compute. (laughs) We have no record of such a thing. It doesn't compute. Goodbye. That doesn't necessarily mean it's right. It just means there's no context around it. And so because of that, I've made decisions that I'm not happy with. I've also made decisions that I'm pleasantly surprised that worked out that I'm like, how could that equal that? That's not what I computed. That's not what I thought. Um, you know, it's hard when you are a individual interacting with a world or a citizen, you know, amongst everything else. And you can't control the outcomes, which is a big part of who I am, but it's hard when you are interacting and, and, you know, reacting everything to measure progress, to see the change, to do all those things. Because again, with the book, um, there's very small increment and for an inpatient person, I'm looking for high risk, high reward. Okay. Um, but it doesn't work like that. And you have to be present in order to notice those things in order to see those things. I've leaned in on faith a lot, especially more recently to just be influenced, if you will, and be centered and be, you know, called on through church. And so I sprinkle that in now. And the idea is to share it with my legacy, but also to have a different voice. Um, You know, they say religion is the same, same destination, just different paths. And, um, I believe that it's also been a connecting factor for me and my community. And it's something that I feel very proud of. It gives me joy to represent myself in that space again, because I've always been connected to some church at some point in my life. Um, but more than that, more than anything else, understanding the different behaviors that my body naturally does that sometimes annoys me or sometimes confuses me, or sometimes I've labeled as one way, but really should be labeled as another way, um, have been laid out to me in this book. Being grateful for my body's natural reaction is not something that I always trusted. I always believed in or appreciated, but through this book, I can confidently say like my body was doing what it was supposed to do, what it was, you know, hormonally, chemically designed to do. And I'm proud of myself because the things that have kept me sane, the things that have kept me together during this time is one, being very, very, very cautious about what I allow in, very defensive. It's almost like, you know, your body um, fighting off germs. You know, anything that's too much of any, too much of anything is never good for you. And even water, things that, you know, too much, it can never be good for you. And paying attention to that, what I'm consuming mentally, spiritually, emotionally, stress-wise, all those sort of things. Also directing my attention towards the things that do serve me, the things that do fulfill me, making time for them, being adamant about them, fighting for them, seeking them, all that sort of stuff. It's so important. It's so useful. Um, 
having this place of a podcast where I can go into these different concepts and then circle back and connect with people on them and let them know that you're, they're not alone. I'm makes me reminds me that I'm not alone because a lot of my life I've chosen to be alone. And I don't necessarily mean physically because I've obviously have friends, family, loved ones, partners, whatever, but within my own head, because my worldview didn't feel like it matched with a lot of people's worldview. And I think one thing to note is like, there's different levels of, um, different levels of impact, meaning the, the greater these different things hold in your life. And just knowing that there are other people, especially because of this platform that you guys get direct access to all the shit that goes on in my head, basically unfiltered, um, to know that there are other people who recognize that and connect on that. It's, I hate to say it's like a trauma bond, you know, and knowing that we all have some form of trauma and we all, you know, um, filter that and then share that differently, whether it be healthy or, you know, um, worse off where we spew hurt and hate and all that sort of stuff, um, is a biggie. This year, I also started to accept how, my choices of how I represent myself within relationships have created positive ripples. Maybe not huge waves, but positive ripples. And I just thank everybody who has accepted my words or what I've said and taken it into consideration and and have made choices differently than they're used to or they're, they're, they're aware of because it's helped me be more open and be more vulnerable and be more loving and accepting of people knowing my, my effort to learn a better way because I wasn't taught that way. And because I wasn't raised that way allows me to have people who can be truly loving in a healthier way and can understand why I am the way that I am, whether I wanted to be this way or I'm trying to get out of it or whatever. It's never a feeling of like, I have to fight who I am. You know, I am working through it I'm and, and can acknowledge my, my changes because I'm a big advocate on that. You guys know that I'm always fighting to do better, be better, you know, think better, work harder, whatever it takes. And it's for the greater good above anything else, the greater good. So Shout out to y'all, first of all, but also just thank, thank you, you know, for sitting with me in it because sometimes it's not about, and that's something I also had to learn. Sometimes it's not about having the answers. It's about just being heard, you know? So that's why I always offered to hear you all because I may not have the answers, but the conversation sometimes can be the most healing part of it all. And I appreciate that. I've definitely done a lot of work on myself and I've been able to explore different parts of myself and try different things and revisit certain things and connect with different things and see the value now of certain things. And I don't ever want to go back. I don't ever want to go back. I will never go back. And, you know, I would say to my past self, thank you. Thank you for pushing me. Thank you for calling me out on my shit. Thank you for rooting for me. And I I hope that you all sit with that promise for yourself 
at some point in the new year and document it. Hold yourself accountable. Be honest with yourself. If you can't tell yourself your secrets and who, you know, who can you tell? You know, it doesn't have to be something that's shared with me, but something that you can honestly walk through. I know will be life-changing because I'm living it, you know, and it's possible. It's slow and steady. I mean, it's a year later, but it's one piece of the puzzle and generational trauma, hurt, pain does exist, especially for us who are colored. There's a lot of those pieces that are still floating or handed down and it feels invisible, but there's record of that in different ways. And I encourage everyone, especially those who, you know, are brown and black and every shade in between, um, to sit with that and to figure out a way to filter that in a better way to help the next generation, your legacy, and also yourself. Um, we weren't necessarily given a fair chance and we still aren't, but I think my message is still true about just being able to set good intentions out into the world and wanting those things to come back to me. I am extremely blessed. I'm extremely grateful. I can't express you how much gratitude I've been putting out to this world of just being grateful to breathe, you know, grateful to think, grateful to blink. Um, I think it's protected me from a lot of different things, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, um, coming from a place of gratitude, you know, saying a prayer spontaneously just because it's really protected me. And I don't take those things for granted. I lean into that a lot more. And I think that's been my guiding light. I've had so much more peace during very volatile experiences that naturally normally would have easily triggered me. And I could walk right through that experience, just dragging all that nastiness during, you know, in the ground, but I've chosen to rise above and, you know, Michelle Obama talks about this in her books, but you know, when they go high and when they go low, you go high and it's hard to, it's definitely hard to, especially when you don't have context and when you don't have a connection with a better behavior. Um, and also when you were just been programmed, if you will, you know, I can recognize a lot of people's rage because I've witnessed it. I felt it, but I can't sit with you at that table because I know the outcomes. I know the hurt. And there's a lot of us who have been basically, um, we've been given hurt, pain, grief, frustration, and basically said, figure it out. Here you go. Negativity, whatever. Bye. There is a way to filter them. There was a way to make something of it, but it takes a lot of work and it takes small tries and it, it takes hits or misses, but it takes effort more than anything else. It's a conscious decision. It is a choice to rise above. It is a choice to go into uncharted territories, whether you have a relationship with this behavior or not. 
And I don't want to ever discourage anyone forever reconsidering such a thing because the payoff and the change and the ripple effect that it creates is so worth it. There's a lot of negativity and sometimes there's comfort in that negativity. And I have to acknowledge that because sometimes I take comfort in just tearing somebody down. But because I recognize what it feels like, and I also know that that energy does not translate into positive energy, I have to sometimes take that and bite my tongue till it bleeds, till it almost wants to dislodge. Okay. So I understand very well. And sometimes it feels good. It feels good to kick somebody while they're down. It just feels so good because they're already there. So it's like, it's easy access, but it's not beneficial for anyone, honestly. And truly that's like, it's false, false narrative that you're basically telling yourself. So in the next couple episodes, I hope to unpack a lot more because this is just like an offloading of everything and to tailor different things and to share with you guys a little bit more kind of behind the scenes, what everything in me has done for me. And I'm, I say that because there's a cause and effect with everything. And I'm using everything in me as a, as an example of my effort to put myself first, to prioritize my needs, my thoughts, um, my, my growth, my learning journey, my failure journey, um, my trials and tribulations, my relationship with faith, all of that sort of stuff. And so as an example that you guys should have a space in this world in which you create to have a flow and be a part of that, that high tide or whatever it may be, or that low tide, whenever you're in that season and it's consistent because it serves a purpose and it has a ripple effect that is positive. And so I want to continue to show that to you guys, you know, being able to speak with other organizations to be able to represent myself in my career and say, I have this under my belt and to, you know, operate, you know, when no one's looking from a space of like good vibes is, is challenging. It's hard. And the behind the scenes of that is so important because that's the reality. I know like even recently I've been hearing people talk about motherhood in a quote unquote, I would say like a, a negative way as far as societal, you know, society's concern of like how hard it is and how sometimes you just regret it or you just question it and how taboo that can be. Um, I think people putting, you know, real feelings, whether they're accepted or not, or accepted meaning like they're comfortable to speak on is pushing the boundaries, but it is also important because there's different, there's so many people on the spectrum. I, I, I watched a YouTube, um, documentary of mothers who left their kids who just were like, after I had my child, I just never wanted to be on my child. Now, not to say that that child didn't have to, you know, deal with so many, you know, adversities because of that, but just the different approaches to this concept of life is so important to digest to see if you connect with that 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 feeling or experience um you know in me trying to understand the lack or the voids that happened because I didn't have a father in a protective idealistic role um it's caused me to get curious about the effects of having someone who was active and who was supportive and who filled in the gaps that was necessary for a child and um, 
you know, and also love and how far does it really extend? Because that's another big biggie of like, how much love can I give? Is love really infinite? Those are questions I have. Um, Can you still love someone who's hurt you, who's done you so wrong, who has let you high and dry and you don't even know how, you don't even know the depths of which it's caused you or you don't even know that they're basically going to do it tomorrow. You know, like you're just like, oh my gosh, or you didn't, you don't, you, you, you basically, you pushed back all of the memories of when they did do it, you know? Um, so there, there's just so much to unlock and I hope that this year I'm able to do that. And I'm, I'm hoping I'm able to give myself more credit, um, because I think all of us are shy or not all of us, excuse me. Some of us are very shy and hesitant about our wins because they seem like they're supposed to just happen. But when you look at people who are fighting to be here on this earth or if people who have been through heavy adversity, it's a win. It's a big deal. You're a big deal. What you're doing is a big deal. What you're trying to do is a big deal. What you're actively practicing is a bigger deal. Um, what you've been able to overcome, what you've come from, it's all a big deal. Don't question it. Don't doubt it. Don't fight it. Lean into it. Um, use it as your strength. Call upon it and continue to share it with other people to essentially create that that positive ripple effect. Um, I'm rambling. I'm I'm not even rambling, but I'm just I'm getting really heavy and deep deep into it. And I'm gonna save this um conversation for you know next week's episode. So it'll be a double whammy if you don't already know. Thank you all for listening to everything in me. I deeply appreciate it, and you guys are amazing. And like I said before. Subscribe. Let me know that you exist. Um, check me out on everything in me IG. There will be video content. There's always video content on there where you can see me interact with me and that sort of stuff. And also just good vibes being sent out and just some real stuff, real stuff about life. And um, hopefully something catches your eye and keeps you keeps you rocking with me until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam, back with another episode. Guys. Listen, if this is your first episode, thank you so much for listening. It is the last Friday of the year of 2022, and there's a lot of things that you have missed. <laughs> um, this episode in particular is going to be a big unloading of just a big aha that I'm having in Mercury retrograde, believe it or not. Um, and it's summing up a lot of different things that I've kind of been knocking at the doors of and really trying to unpack and understand and collect and navigate and recognize and, and apply and all that sort of stuff. So this, I would say is probably not your best episode to get to know me, um, and where I'm trying to connect the dots of, but it's a great episode if you've been kind of following along and you please check back at all the episodes that I have kind of up and running. Um, we talk about life. I talk about real shit on this, this podcast. Um, I give you guys the most vulnerable piece of me. Literally my knowledge pours into this podcast. I am not holier than thou. I'm trying to figure it out just like all of us. And I'm also doing the best that I can. And I'm also trying to accept that part because that part is very hard to accept because I am a perfectionist who likes to be very hard on herself and is always expecting to be doing better when I feel like I'm not doing enough, all those sort of things. So if that's your jive, if you're that person, welcome. My name is Sam and it's very, very nice to meet you. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe. Um, It definitely helps me understand what's out there, what's happening, gives me better data. It helps me, you know, tailor my content 
helps me do better. Um, check me out on everything in me IG. I have been dormant on there just like I have been on this platform. Um, life has been in my front seat and I've kind of just been riding shotgun. Um, and there's beauty in that. Um, I've, I've had, like I said, a lot of ahas in the last couple of weeks um, that I last interacted with you guys. And mind you, I had an episode and I'm going to post it. Um, it's probably going to be posted before this one, but it's it's it was recorded the Thursday before it was set to um, be posted, but I never got around to it. Life just started to spiral. Um, never caught up. <laughs> She's caught up now. <laughs> She's here now. Um, but so much has happened and maybe I'll break this down into like a two part series or something like that. But I definitely feel the urge to just lay it all out. Um, I miss interacting with you all. I miss sitting in this chair, pouring things out as a creator. I am coming to appreciate my form of art and just form of expression. And this is a part of who I've been and who I've, um, represented and what I've chosen to dedicate my time to for the past almost three years. January will make three years. I could cry because it's it's a testament to my journey into pulling back my layers and being more honest with myself, with my truth, with my life, with the course that it's taken, with the things that I've had to deal with and self-love, believe it or not, just showing myself the love in creating a bubble an hour, believe it or not. And a little bit more with depending on if I'm working on the website or whatever, um, on just this alone and just putting my baby, if you will, out into the world, which is something I always advise entrepreneurs to stop saying and stop getting into the mindset of that. But when you are the when you're the the secret sauce, if you will, of your business, it's a big deal. Um and I also just want to shout out everybody for listening to me. I really appreciate it for those who subscribe, who's been rocking with me. Listen, y'all, I got a story. I got stories to tell. Um, I've been missing. I know I've been missing. I wasn't intentional. I wanted to come back and sit down. But as you all know, I don't try to sugarcoat. I don't try to just produce content or have conversations with you all that I don't really mean because um, it's a waste of my time, waste of your time. <laughs> and I value time because we can't get that back. Um, right now I'm in a season of just unlocking a lot of pieces that I set out to understand about myself and about life, um, for a while now. And there's different things that have been able to help me connect the dots. I recently wrapped up, um, reading or why I listened to my, my books, um, the surrender experiment, which I talked about before, and it's genuinely shifted my energy. And it's something that I'm trying to unlock um within myself a book that i'm actually in the process of reading now that has literally within the first 2 hours i don't know how many how much that equates to pages but in the first couple chapters has genuinely been like my bible um of my life and other people around me and what i'm attracted to and what i'm not attracted to and what i've picked up on and didn't have language for and all those sort of stuff it's the book called what happened to you oh my goodness by Oprah and Dr. Perry. It, listen, when you grow up in a world where you feel misunderstood or what they, the terminology they use in the book, Dr. Perry in particular says your worldview, this is your, this is your normal. Your worldview is your normal. Everyone's worldview is completely different. 
as you go through life, you're always trying to match different instances, different situations to your worldview. That's basically your gauger that says, this is wrong. This is right. This makes sense. This doesn't make sense. When you go through a world where you're fighting the world because it doesn't necessarily match your worldview, you feel isolated. You feel like you're always wrong. You feel like you're not making sense. Things aren't just making sense. And you fight the urge to conform, the fight to the you fight the urge to want to give in, surrender. And by surrender, I don't necessarily mean like um what I've been learning to do. It's more of like I'll go with the the fashion. I'll go with the trend. I'll go with what's popular. You feel the urge to do that, to make sense, you know, of what's actually happening because it's not, you know, matching with your worldview. And I've had those moments where I've drifted. I've, I've been trendy. I've been, I've answered to what I figured was normal. Um, you know, there's a lot of different reasons why this book means a lot to me. And I'll go through them with you from what I can think of at the top of my head. One, not having an active father in my life has created a big void, which has impacted my partnerships in particular, um, where I've made questionable decisions. I have lost myself in relationships. I have truly had different expectations of a person that they could actually, my worldview that they could actually give me, which in, 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 um, response made them wrong by any means. And I was hell bent on proving how wrong they were. Um, I have felt the need to overcompensate. I felt the need to be insecure, um, less vulnerable, more uptight, more, you know, in the active role, thinking that that was what was necessary in order to support the relationship. I've also assumed the role of my mother and what I witnessed her um, acting as in her relationships. Um, There's a lot of pieces to that puzzle that I don't know that I needed to understand. And so this book has definitely opened the doors to having better conversations around that and understanding how to accept, recognize, acknowledge, appreciate, adjust, not feel threatened. Um, Another thing that I was trying to understand is the way I view myself and how I do things and how I approach things. And one note, recognizing and reminding myself that I'm not always right. I don't always have it figured out and that's okay. Celebrating myself, loving on myself, appreciating myself, having an attachment to that experience um, having amenity in my relationships, um, understanding my childhood. There are, and I, and I know this is true for a lot of people who've done, who've been through very traumatic experiences. There are huge chunks of time that I don't remember within my life. And obviously, you know, you build new pathways in your brain and you allow more and different, um, experiences to take, you know, becoming those file folders and it's hard to reach unless there's different triggers. Um, the relationships that I currently, you know, have with people, 
understanding those. Why am I attracted? Why do I feel the, why do I feel drawn to this person? Why do I feel invested with this person? Um, you know, reflecting on the mistreatment I've had my entirety of my life, which doesn't match my worldview, having a better understanding of who I am and what basically I was given from my mother, as far as like burdens, responsibilities, expectations, um, the way I was treated by her, that mother daughter relationship, because she was, she is, and was the powerhouse of my life. Um, she, meaning like she's the head honcho in our family. She's, she's the matriarch. Um, you know, so reckoning myself with that relationship and, you know, obviously society has a different version of the story where they would love for us to be kumbaya best friends. And we're genuinely not, um, that void that exists because I didn't have that. And I talk about this in other episodes of just filling that void up with different individuals. One thing I've circled back on is the death of my aunt, um, when I was 13, 14, and just how that impacted me and how recognizing she was a safe space. She sued me. She was able to see me. Um, also accepting this concept that a lot of people view me as being resilient, the strong one, fighting for my peace in those times where I'm called on to be strong because a lot of times it's become overwhelming. Um, things that I've learned through this book that I honestly did not connect the dots is just health and mental well-being and the distinctions that we give or the titles that we give people around us and in general that I just don't always connect the dots on and understand how they are connected. Um, it's, it's broadened my understanding. It's really harpened on key parts of me that honestly, like I said, suicide, um, neglect, um, abandonment, a lot of these pieces that I didn't fully understand because I wasn't the, I felt like the victim of those things. So I only saw that, that, that worldview, um, talks about general generational curses. There's so many like gems in this book and I can't stop raving about it. And for those of you listening, you know, when I get to a book that really, really like stands out, I'm going to spend some time on it. So if you haven't already, definitely check out the book for yourself. If this sounds like something that you're interested in walking down, it's a heavy book in a sense that if you are in a vulnerable or open space where you're looking for answers, you're going to find them. And not just like, oh, you were hurt answers. I'm talking about like when your body tenses every time you you have a, you, you, there's a certain smell in the air or a song comes on, there is a neurological response that's happening. And you got to understand how that plays into your well-being, your heart rate, your um, stress level, the way you associate things, how your brain shuts down, how your brain reacts towards stressful, you know, environments, situations, why we say our energy doesn't move or it 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 becomes disturbed. There's so much more to it from a scientific perspective that I don't think we we've had the studies done and there's still more to be done as far as things around this. So things like PTSD, ADHD, hyperactive um, behavior. There's so many different pieces that are discussed in this book that just give me so much more compassion for others and also for myself because 
it now makes sense. So let me talk a little bit about the book. And if you hear me getting emotional, because I, I do get on those moments, those levels, and there's, I wouldn't say there's not too many episodes in which I'm really emotional, but, um, this one particular is, is it's cause it's, it's right on the money. Like it's, it's right there. <laughs> um, and I know sometimes we can make fun of our mental health and our well being, but it's important to believe it or not, cause this book talks about healing. So let me get into the book really quickly. Okay. If you don't want to hear about the book, um, I don't know, fast forward 30 seconds. I don't know. Um, but this book goes into, it's a conversation essentially is how it's, it's laid out between Oprah and Dr. Perry, of which Dr. Perry has a background in, um, neuroscience and just the, the way the brain works and functions. And he's been doing this for over 30 years. Um, he has a background in psychology as well too, and has been called upon in many instances to basically connect the dots behind the visual, obviously behavior and the actual like, um, internal like response, whether it be heart rate or blood pressure or, um, all the things that we kind of don't have the context around. So he bridges the gap between those two in this, this kind of experience. He also sheds light on different case studies, you know, or, um, experiences he's had along with the research and he backs these, all these claims up and then leaving the ones that he just has assumptions. He explains that. So it's not about throwing anything down your throat based off his own worldview. It's more about connecting all the pieces together. Um, and they, Oprah asks the questions, the pressing questions, you know, and she talks about her own life experiences and how that has affected her as an adult. Um, there's just so many different pieces that they go into just adolescent infancy stage. Um, you know, people who come from foster homes in a, you know, battered, you know, from war, there's so many case studies in which he gives, um, examples of and goes through the process. One of the biggest gems. And I think when we talk about healing, at least for me, my expectation is that healing is done. I had 45 minutes of healing when I was doing my therapy session. Um, according to Dr. Perry and just how the brain works and what it's able to allow in, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. So for instance, when you're trying to seek change and you're like, oh my gosh, I know all the tools. I had that experience and I didn't completely change my ways. That's normal. That's natural. Train, change and healing is done in very small increments. It is a, a, a short window in which new pathways are being built. And then you, you know, either your mind wanders or it adapts or it does different things, but it's not just like a, uh, it's like a little shot. It's not like, you know, you're going through this in a big setting, you know, in a big overwhelming sense. Um, now mind you, I haven't gotten through the entirety of the book. I still have a ways to go, but based off of just that little snippet, if you aren't already interested in hearing this, I really don't know what else to tell you because this whole podcast is going to be talking about that book and how it connects to my life. So if that's something you're interested, in, I would definitely, definitely check it out ASAP and we could totally talk about it. 